Welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. This is Brandon Spotty, and I am today doing an episode on uh, atrociously bad films, ABF. Uh, this is the second episode of this current series. Uh, I have uh, did one on Critters Attacks, which is on Anchor. So if you want to go check that out, just go to anchor.com, type in Markout Movie Podcast, and scroll down till you find Critters Attacks. Uh, it's a doozy. Uh, but uh, today I am going to be reviewing a little movie called Pieces. Came out in 1982. Uh, uh, it was uh, directed, if I can find it real quick, directed by Juan Piqui. I'm going to pronounce this guy's name so horrible. Juan Piquir Simone. Uh, it was composed, music was composed by Labrado Pastor. Carlo Maria Cordillo, Stelvio Cipriani, Fabio Frizzi, Enrico, I can't pronounce that, and Elaine LaRue. Uh, the languages for this film was English, Spanish, and Italian. It's produced by Dick Randall, Stephen Millison. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Um, Let's get into what the story's about real quick. Okay, while playing with a puzzle, a teenager is repressed by his mother, and he kills her and severs her body with an axe. Forty years later, in a university campus in Boston, a serial killer kills young women and severs their body parts, stealing body pieces from each student. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Bracken makes a deal with the, the dean of the campus and infiltrates the, the agent Mary Riggs as if she were a tennis teacher. And together with the student, Kendall, they try to find the identity of the killer. Um, this movie stars Christopher George as Lieutenant Bracken, Linda Day George as Mary Ricks, Frank Brana as Sergeant Randy Holden, Edmund Perdome as the Dean, Ian Sarah as Kendall, Paul L. Smith as Willard, and Jack Taylor is Professor Arthur Brown uh, with some other girls, uh, but we won't get into that right now. Let's get into the scores, shall we? It has a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. BV Netflix gives it 3 out of 5. 85% like this movie on Google. Rotten Tomato scores, here we go. It has a 46%, 46% on the tomato meter. Uh, with the audience score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes is at 51. And its box office total in 1982 was $2 million. So there you go. There you go. Uh, so basically, let's get into this story real quick. Uh, honestly, with the, when we do these kind of films, um, review these films on, on this show, um, it's going to go one or two ways. It's just gonna go one or two ways. You either we're either gonna embrace how bad it is, or we're gonna trash it. Uh, but in this case, I'm gonna embrace it because I had a lot of fun with this movie. I had a lot of fun. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, that there, the, the, one of the taglines in this movie is, "You know what you you know what to expect. You don't have to go to Texas to get a chainsaw massacre." I love that. I think that's great. It's great marketing for a movie like this because uh, it is about a chainsaw killer who wears a hat and has a mask. You never actually see the mask fully. I don't believe, I don't recall ever seeing the mask 
I remember him in a hat, and he was like in, like in a trench coat, uh, but I didn't really see the mask. I don't know if he was actually wearing a mask, but I know in one synopsis it said he was. Um, but yeah, I don't recall seeing a mask because they knew who he was, some of the girls. Uh, but yeah, so he starts off as a teenager. He likes puzzles. <laughs> you know, he likes he likes puzzles. Uh, so he, he's working on this puzzle with this, I, I presume, a naked model. Uh, uh, you know, I guess they sold that in the 40s. This is supposed to be 1942 when this is supposed to be happening. And so he's, he's doing his puzzle. His mom walks in on him. Uh, she beats the crap out of him. She says she's, he's just like his father. Uh, so what does he do? Common sense for him says to go grab an axe and just chop at her. Bang, bang, bang. You know, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay. He went psycho on her. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, you know, not for her, but that's cool. Drink some Dr. Pepper before I get into this fully. Um, so what's he do afterward? What does he do? He's, he continues to play with the puzzle. Then he then he will hear sirens coming. And then he's like, oh, they're coming. Then he hears a, a doorbell ring. Oh, they're here for me. I gotta do something. So, and I swear, I believe he's 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 opening the door and exiting the door that the cop two cops and I guess the neighbor. Um and they're like, oh, someone's been butchered. Let's open this door. <laughs> uh, so they do that. They open that door. And it's the mother's head, which it, it, threw, it took me back to uh, Friday 13th Part 2 when you see the mother's head in the bridge. And so it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so they check the closet where just the boy's covered all in blood, right? And he's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, okay, common sense says this guy, this kid killed his mom. Even if you weren't there, he killed his mom. Uh, but the policeman was like, oh, Timmy, <laughs> Timmy, poor boy, poor boy. He has a father that, that's in the Air Force or, or in some military, um, but he has an aunt that lives somewhere else. <laughs> Let's take him to the aunt. Yes. Uh, so here we go. And so it, it cuts 40 years later. What happens in the 40 years? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But who cares, right? Uh, did they have a script? I think not, ladies and gentlemen. I think not. I don't think they had an actual script for this movie. I think they just winged it. And it's awesome that they winged it. Uh, if they winged it. If they didn't wing it, you know, okay, it's a terrible script. But I think they winged it. I do, I think. Uh, but anyway, we cut to 40 years later, 1982. There's this girl out in the yard on campus, right? She's reading a book. Uh, what's, uh, <laughs> there's a guy with a chainsaw. He, he was wearing a mask. He was wearing a mask there. He was wearing one there. Um, he says, it'd only be a few minutes. It, and I, I will say this, that guy, in the beginning, it's not the same guy that you end up finding out who the killer is. It's not him. It's not him. Uh, but he says only be a few minutes. So what does he do? He starts and he revs that chainsaw up, right? 
it's getting close to her. She's like, here, looking around, like, where is it at? <laughs> you know? And I, I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. That's, that's awesome. Uh, you don't know where he is. He's right. It's going to be right in front of you in a second. Cause I know how these things work. We all know horror nerds know how these things work. All right. Horror fans, horror nerds, whatever. They know how these things work. You're looking all around and the next thing you know, he's going to be right in front of you. And next thing you know, you're getting chainsawed up and down. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm just <laughs> so excited. I'm loving this movie because it is so bad. It is so bad, but it is so good. <laughs> I mean, it is good. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm preach right now. And uh, I, I'm like, <laughs> it's just so good. And I'm like, um, so w w I, I don't, uh, a lot happened in this movie. And I'm, tr I'm really trying to get to it. But I'm gonna miss some things uh, because I can't spend an hour on this. But he starts killing these random girls and taking their body parts, which I didn't know he was actually doing when I was watching this movie because I, maybe I wasn't just fully paying attention that he was actually taking the body parts. What? That's what he's doing. Anyway, the cops get involved. There's an investigation. There's some of the dumbest cops I've ever seen. There's this one kid though. God bless his heart. He's like, he, he gets uh, a, a letter uh, and he gives it to this other guy. I think it's a cop. Uh, I really, I really, so much happens. But I remember the line. He says, I didn't give you, I didn't bear bad news. If I did, I just have to go kill myself. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Then there's another line with the cop, uh, like this big hulking guy, right? He's fighting off these cops and, and, and students. And he's like, and then the one, the, finally the cop just pulls out his gun. He finally, after getting beat down for like a few minutes, he pulls out his gun. He's like, stop it or I will blow your brains out. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm laughing because <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's so funny. And the killer, right? The killer, the killer. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. I mean, I, I laughed so much during this movie. This is the greatest horror comedy of all time. I, I gotta find this on Blu-ray. I have to find this on Blu-ray. It is so, it's incredible. I mean, it's so cheesy. It's so funny. It's so deadly. You don't have to go to Texas for this. That's for sure. <laughs> you don't. Leatherface wouldn't do half the stuff this guy did. But I will say this, even though it's not intentional, <laughs> this is like in my top 10 horror comedies of all time. Even though it's not intentional. It, uh, it, it's a great slasher movie. Uh, it is. Uh, it's not, but it is. <laughs> uh, there's one scene uh, like uh, I don't want to get to the water bed yet but okay okay there's a girl <laughs> taking a shower right okay <laughs> she's okay there's a curtain right she doesn't close the curtain it's wide open for everyone to see so obviously she likes to be looked at I, I mean I guess I don't know uh Maybe some females that are watching this could let us know. If you leave the curtain open, what's that mean? Uh, but no, I mean, and she gets out. She's got a towel on, then the killer strikes. I mean, I was kind of hoping that he was, was going to strike her in the bathroom, in the shower. 
give a little psycho feel to it. But no, nah, he he waits. It, it's funny. She goes through the door. It, it, it kind of comes like The Shining a little bit because um, he's he's <laughs> he's got the chainsaw going through the door. I suck at sound effects, I've, um, but as he's going through the door, and she's looking like Shelley Duvall from The Shining. Ah! You know, I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, yes, yes, this is awesome. But no, and all, all seriousness though, he ends up killing her. And then I'm gonna get to the elevator scene real quick. Um, there's this one girl, and I don't remember her name because in this film, you really don't remember the names of the people. <laughs> they uh, you really don't i don't know i'm not even sure they even said her name but she was kind of like the hid lead female girl that ends up getting killed um she was in a few scenes most of these girls are only in one scene and that's to get killed uh but this girl was in a couple scenes um and she got scared once he was he's he was stalking her once and uh she 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 was walking down this hallway and somebody opened the door, <gasps> you know. And I'm like, oh man, I was like, I was like, really? Mm -mm. But I like it because he's still breathing, <laughs> you know. He's, <laughs> he's just, oh my god. I guess he was doing his. And this is 1982, so this would have been 80, 80 Friday 13 Part Three. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this. Kane Hodder watched this movie and got his. You know, I bet he did. I, I, I almost bet he did. Uh, this is his inspiration to play Jason. This was it. Pieces was his inspiration for Jason Voorhees with the breathing in and out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have no clue, but <laughs> I think uh, uh, if it is, it's great. It's it, it's it's awesome. But anyway, she's getting on the elevator. You know those open door elevators from the oldies. Old times. Uh, I have never used one or ever saw one except for in films. So uh, I can't remember the last film, recent film I saw that you had to open the gate to get in an elevator. Uh, but she gets in an elevator with this guy. He's the killer. He's been stalking her for at least a couple of days, right? Uh, he's got a chainsaw behind his back. Not making it up. He has a chainsaw behind his back. A chainsaw. She doesn't notice the chainsaw. How do you not notice the chainsaw? I just want to know. How can you not notice it? So she turns around. Like, in front, there's a chainsaw. And she's like, ah! And I'm like, oh, God. Yes. He's just cutting her up. And it's just, it's like, how do you not notice there's a chainsaw? But then again, I'm like, I'm, I'm laughing so much at the scene. I'm laughing at this scene because it's so funny. First, you don't know there's a chainsaw. You're that blind or whatever, or that scared. I don't know. I don't know how you not know there's a chainsaw there, but you don't know. And I'm like, and he's just cutting away at you. And, I, and I'm like, God, this movie is awesome. <laughs> It is one of the best horror comedies I've ever seen. And it's not meant to be a comedy. What it is. And there's this, like, reporter that comes to the, the lieutenant. And it's like, there's nothing going on around here. <laughs> then she'll end up talking to the dean. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's been no murders here. 
What are you talking about, lady? Hmm, get out. Get out. <laughs> but anyway, she's still investigating. She ends up on a waterbed. <laughs> this may be the most iconic scene in the movie. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It gets better. Um, there's a, she ends up, okay, the guy has a chainsaw throughout the whole movie, right? In this scene, he's got a knife. A butcher knife, I, I do believe. And he's, he's going at her on, he's cutting the water bed and the water exploded. Well, it doesn't really explode. It just leaks out and he stabs her. There's blood in the water bed. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, you have to see it. It's, it's an amazing scene. It really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> I love it though. He ends up like, he she ends up turning around. She turns over for him so he can stab her in the back, the back of the head so it can go out of her mouth. So the knife's going to go out of her mouth. But here's, the, here's what happens. <laughs> I love this scene. But here's what happens. As, she's going to, as he's going to stab her in the back, right, right in the back, the blade actually breaks or it, it's, a, it's a flubber thing. So it goes like to the left. <laughs> But you know, I I I, I, I applaud them. They really tried here. Um, but yeah, it, it just went to the left <laughs> as the rest of the way went to the nose. But you know, it it was a funny scene. I was laughing. I, I probably missed some things because I was laughing. So I really was laughing hard at this movie. Uh, I love this movie, though. So I absolutely love it. It's it's just you know sometimes you get a movie that's so bad it's good. Uh, it has that charm, as as people say. But you know, here, here's one of my other funny parts of the movie. Okay, there there's been some killings going down, and everybody just comes together for a tennis match. Uh, and I'm like, did I miss something? <laughs> because a tennis match is happening right now. I have no idea who these people are. People are applauding. I'm like, okay, okay. You're applauding for a tennis match that has no explanation. Then you find out the tennis, one of the tennis players is an undercover cop with no explanation they were going to put an undercover cop in the, at the campus. Good idea. Just you didn't explain that at all. You're just like, okay, we're just going to throw it in there. So hopefully you get it. But anyway, uh, oh, there's one scene with the, with the, with the female undercover cop. She's strolling, taking a, a late night stroll around the campus. And this Asian guy just happens to pop up and starts doing Kung Fu for no apparent reason. <laughs> He's just doing Kung Fu with her. And, and, and she kicks him in the nards, right? And, uh, and he just goes down. Ooh, oh. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it was like, why? Why, why was this scene necessary? Um, why are we having Kung Fu in a slasher movie that makes those? This is his only scene. And apparently, and Kendall shows up saying, oh, yeah, this is our Kung Fu uh, teacher, professor, Kung Fu professor. I'm like, Kung Fu professor? <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Why not, man? Why not? Let's have a kung fu professor. I mean, <laughs> oh, and then we'll finally get to the end. Like, okay, the cops are so stupid; they don't know what they're they don't they don't know who to suspect anymore. So they end up bringing Kendall in, 
Because this one cop's like, uh, I don't, is that a, he's a suspect, right? You want to bring a suspect to help us solve the case? And I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And we're going to bring in a student to help you solve a case. What ends up happening, he figures out who the killer is. The cop's like, well, you stay here and I'll go. No, 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 no. What am I saying? Oh, I'll call him on the radio. That's what we'll do. And we'll go. I was like, oh, my God. How did this guy complete police academy? This guy would have been perfect for Police Academy, actually, for the movie. Uh, he's so stupid in this movie. My God, the cops were ignorant. Oh, so ignorant. Oh, my God. They were they were so stupid. Oh, it's great. You know, and I was telling Aaron about it. I was watching this movie. God, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I hadn't planned to do any reviews this week. Uh, I ain't gonna go into reason why or anything. I just wasn't planning on it. And this movie kind of was a saving grace for me because, you know, I was, I was like, okay, I was watching this movie. I was like, okay, I have to review this and I'm reviewing it on camera. I'm reviewing it for YouTube and also the anchor app uh, for people to listen for audio and watch it visually. Uh, but I was like, this has to be reviewed. And what better place to review than atrociously bad films? Um, so we end up getting to the end where the undercover cop is in the house of the killer. I'm not going to spoil who the killer is, but if you're watching the movie, you figure it out. Okay, yeah, he's going to end up being the killer. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say this. <laughs> You know, for a guy that was obsessed with that puzzle, and he was so obsessed with that puzzle, and he still is, uh, he certainly should have spent more time actually talking to a woman than cutting up body parts. <laughs> uh, he 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 didn't know how to talk to her. He, like he was supposed to be making her tea, right? And he doesn't know how to talk to her. He's like he's screwing it up. He's like, oh, you know, he just fumbled. He fumbles everything. Um, uh, anyway, we get to the point where he drugs her, and and I noticed some, I didn't notice one thing with one girl. He was trying her shoes, see if they would fit. And I was like, "What's he doing?" You know, because I didn't know he was. I was like I said before, I didn't know he was creating his own puzzle, uh, so to speak. He, he's creating his own puzzle with that woman. It, it is has manifested something that's disturbing, bizarre, creepy. I mean, everything you can come up with, it, it, it's just not normal. And um, well, obviously it's not normal. I mean, he killed his mom, beheaded his mom with an ax. So of course it's, it's not normal. Uh, but he, yeah, he's recreating his puzzle, right? And I guess the female cop's going to be the, but she's not actually, the final piece uh because uh once we get to the end you find out there's a hidden door there and um so and, but anyway before we get there um she uh kendall and the cops come in they're so stupid they don't realize they they end up killing the guy shooting him in the head he's dead right so we think <laughs> so we think 
so he ends up getting shot in the head. So he's dead. Uh, so, well, actually, they, before that happens, they came in the room and he's not there. So they just leave. They go searching elsewhere for a minute. And while Kendall and the killer end up having a fight, Kendall is about to be killed uh, by the guy with the knife, not a chainsaw. Should have had a chainsaw in the end. He has a chainsaw throughout the whole movie. Why not the end? Uh, but he's getting ready to kill him. And the cop shows up. Look, the, the, the main one ends up shooting him in the head. And the female cop's going to be all right. So they're getting... So he, the cop ends up leaning on the wall. It's a hidden room. And what comes out of the hidden room? <laughs> a sewed up woman with different body parts that look that he was trying to recreate that puzzle. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Just wow. I'm like, really? Uh, wow. Okay. That's something. Um, it was, it was. It was it was a hilarious experience though, but that isn't the kicker. That is not the biggest shocker of this movie. The biggest shocker of this movie is it the final shot of the movie. They went they were going for that Friday the Thirteenth thing though. You could everything about it. It just screamed Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, so they're walking by, and you know the cops telling him not to. Not to think about, not to brute over this too much. I think it's the word he used, brute. Um, the killer's hand reaches up, grabs him in the groin area, and is ripping his, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know actually how to say that. It looked like a, a werewolf ripping your nards out, <laughs> your, your penis, your, whatever you want to say. He's ripping all that area out, uh, and, and the guy's just screaming like, like he became a screen queen for for a second, and Kendall becomes a screen queen. Uh, but that is the most hilarious scene I've seen in a movie, in a horror movie. I have that that tops it tops it all. Uh, you know, I've missed a lot of '80s bad horror. But I can't imagine anything topping this, uh, as far as how it ends. That I mean, it that is classic. You know, you know, if it would have been a good movie, oh, you would have everybody been talking about it. But you know, the, the, their marketing tool—you don't have to go to Texas for this. You sure don't. <laughs> you don't, man. You don't. You go to well, I think it was uh, New England. You go to New England for this. Yeah, you go to New England. And uh, I had fun with this movie, though. Uh, I, I'm on markout meter. Here we go. I'm giving it four. Four markouts on the markout movie podcast meter. Uh, and why am I doing that is because, first off, okay, the gore in this movie was legit. It, it was really good gore. Uh, I didn't care about any character because there were no characters. Um the random girls that got killed. There was, there was, you know, for I think for most eighty, I wouldn't say most, but if for the males, the the male gender, uh, that watch an eighties horror movie, it, it was gonna all your criteria, you, you all your checklist, it's gonna check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. It will, it will, it'll check everything. But for me, I was very entertained by watching this movie. 
I was so entertained. I, I laughed throughout the whole movie. Um, this was awesome. This was awesome. Like I said, if I can find it on Blu-ray, I will. Uh, pieces is... Is it a good horror movie? Absolutely not. It's, if it was, it wouldn't be on this show. Uh, but it, it's a very entertaining horror film. It makes you think a little bit. It's like, okay. Okay, the, the killer, though, everything he was doing, it, you think about it, it's like, man, this guy was messed up. I like, I like to know what messed him up so much. Uh, what, what, what was so special? Why was that puzzle so special to him? That's what I would like to know. And that's my final thoughts here. Uh, when dealing with this guy, I was like, man, that puzzle really did something to him. He was so mesmerized by the female body that he wanted to recreate this puzzle. And I, there's no therapist in the world that could save a guy like that, that's gonna do that. But throughout, but all the horror stuff, all the, you know, the gore and the kills and the so what, so-called characters in this movie, uh, they're hilarious, man. Their kills, some of their kills are hilarious. Um, I had a lot of fun watching this, though. I had a blast. Uh, four out of five for me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this review. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. I did. I had a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to close it out here real quick. Uh, I don't know what's coming up this week. Um, I I mean, I really honestly don't know. I don't know what Aaron – I know Aaron said he's going to do something in Shudder. Uh, uh, Shudder, horror and Shudder. Uh, he's the, the mark out Rifters. Uh, he talked about doing something like with that. Uh, maybe analyze this. Uh, of course, this week we're going to do uh, Cop Car on Friday. But as far as, as far as I go, I don't really have anything planned. Uh, I thought about doing that Netflix movie in the tall grass. Uh, I thought about reviewing that, uh, but I wasn't sure if I would do it on video. Uh, I think now I may do it, uh, but uh, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this movie. I, it, it put a smile on my face. And I think at the end of the day, that's what movies are supposed to do. They put a smile on your face. It doesn't matter the genre. It just, it makes you feel good and this is bad horror and it it was so funny and it's so outrageous it just made me feel good uh which i needed uh so uh kudos to pieces thank you very much um so uh until next time uh everyone thank you for watching listening uh doing what you do thank you just thank you you know um uh, Aaron's probably going to edit this out, but I just want to say thank you to everyone that does listen and does watch. Uh, we do appreciate it here on the Markout Movie Podcast. Uh, but anyway, I am Brandon Spotty, and I am leaving you now to, I don't know, eat some pizza. I'm going to go eat some pizza. Yeah. Calabunga, dude. So anyway, I am Brandon Spotty, and thank you for marking out with me today on pieces on atrocious bad films. Peace out.